It is essential for the photographer to know the effect of his lenses. The lens is his eye, and it makes or ruins his pictures. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode one. What are we? One twenty-six. For mm, how should I say this? This is the end of October, beginning of November. Wow. Yeah. Last episode I did was shoot August. Yeah, middle of August, and it was, I think, it was a dispatches from Greenwood, uh, and yeah. Today's episode is another Dispatches from Greenwood. Dispatches from Greenwood number eight, since I've taken to numbering them for some strange reason. I figure why not? We got to number everything. Anyway, before we get into the dispatches themselves, I'll just give you a, a quick, well, not an update, because the dispatches, I cover I cover mostly everything. And <laughs> You get to hear me wandering Greenwood for, I don't know, about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and uh, telling you what's going on. Yeah, so it's been a little while. I actually recorded this dispatches from Greenwood uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, actually I got swamped with some freelance work, which is great since uh, I need the work. <laughs> and so I just hadn't had the time until now to uh, to get this published. And uh, if you guys are listening to me, you guys are in for the long haul, right? <laughs> you're just you're with me and uh, finding out what's going on, and I appreciate that, that, uh, you guys, uh, stay listening to me and, uh, find that I've got useful things to say about photography and myself and myself in photography. Uh, and, uh, I'm recording now. I just, I wanted to should not show off, but I just got a new microphone. Uh, it's, let me geek out for a second here. This is new USB mic, uh, the Shure, uh, MV7 podcast microphone. And, uh, you know, this was, this was sort of like a kind of a binge buy, but uh, I was watching, uh, flipping through YouTube late n late night uh, a couple of days ago and saw some reviews for this. And actually, in my old uh, my old job when we were shooting, we were actually shooting a podcast. We were using um, the big brother of this mic, which I can't remember what it is right now, but it's a same design. It's the, it um, you know it's a XLR microphone. But it's a sure mic. I can't remember the name. I can't believe I can't remember the name. But for those of you who know the mic I'm talking about, you know, it's a beautiful mic. And they just came out with this one for uh, USB and uh, and it's a podcast mic. And I like the quality of the sound a lot when I was working on the show that I was working at back in the day. And uh, before I was using this other mic, before, uh, my previous mic, it's actually a pretty good mic. But I wanted this one. Uh, because I really like the sound of it. So anyway, I'm I'm recording this now <laughs> on this new mic, and so this is a new sound. Anyway, sorry, I'm geeking out about mics, and you guys want to hear about photography. Anyway, well, I will get right into the dispatches from Greenwood, and at the end, uh, you'll hear from me again. So here I am, a couple of weeks ago, uh, dispatches from Greenwood, number eight. Hey there, and welcome to Dispatches from Greenwood, number eight. At least I'm keeping those numbers consistent. Uh, yeah, this is uh, 
We're in October now, uh, first end of the first week. I know that I skipped putting out an episode in September, and I apologize for that. And I think I warned you that I was going to have somewhat of an erotic schedule in terms of uh, releasing shows just because of what's going on in my personal life. And uh, yeah, September was just not a month where I had any kind of energy to, uh, to put out a show with any kind of reasonable, um, uh, you know, any kind of reasonable content. And I'm not even sure I've got a lot of content today. But what happened this morning, uh, let me just give me a second here. Uh, it happened this morning as I was checking my email and I got a notice from PayPal uh, that uh, someone sent me a donation and uh, I'll thank Christoph uh, for that donation, very much so actually. And uh, thanks, thanks Christoph. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm just not, uh, I'm so unused to this. It's been a while. Uh, Christoph, I really appreciate you spending, reaching it into your pocket and, and uh, you know, sharing some of your hard-earned money with me for the content that I'm sending to you. So uh, I want you to know, and I want everybody else to know that once I saw the email, I got, uh, it's a Saturday morning, I got inspired to, to come out to Greenwood uh, which, I would, which I do anyway on the weekends to do a walk, but I decided to uh, bring my recorder and see if I can come up with some stuff to talk about. So, Christoph, your, your donation meant more, than, more to me than, than you might have expected. You know, inspiration to, to really get up and, and go and uh, produce something. And I'm, as I'm walking around in Greenwood right now, uh, I wanted to... Uh, I just wanted to talk about ooh, what's going on photographically for me. You know, I, I realize this podcast is probably a lot different than a lot of the other ones that you're listening to because you're, you're pretty much getting my life in a, in a nutshell here. Uh, and, you know, hopefully I, I got some photographic tips and stories to share with you that you find interesting. Uh, so those of you who have stuck around with me, I really appreciate it. You know, and I get a message every once in a while from somebody who's listening to the show and uh, basically they're putting their hand on my shoulder saying it's okay uh, and they appreciate what I'm doing and, and understand and everything like that. Uh, that. That means a lot to me. And uh, during the month I tend to forget sometimes all this stuff that I'm doing is not just for me, but, you know, sharing my stories with everybody. So I, I really appreciate that, uh, that people spend some time reaching out to me, letting me know that what I'm doing is, is uh, reaching ears, you know. So, you know, without getting into uh, details, um, my situation, my family situation hasn't changed that much since the last time I spoke. Uh, still going through some rough medical stuff. Not me personally, but very close 
family member and I'm trying to respect privacy here. And it's not easy uh, at all. Uh, the pandemic has really made me circle my wagon somewhat. And uh, not only being a caregiver uh, is, is, is taking its toll, but uh, not being able to sort of do the same kind of creative work that uh, I would that I was doing before before we before we locked down before we got this bug and uh, so yeah September September was difficult not so much in the taking care of the the family member although that's there but also just in the repetitiveness of things uh, and really trying to come up with something that is new and fresh. I'm having a hard time with that. And you know, some of you might be having a hard time too, as well. Uh, and I'm not sure how to advise you. I was hoping maybe some of you guys would advise me, you know. Uh, my sort of daily routine is to take a walk uh, around my neighborhood and I always bring my camera with me. Uh, in the hopes that I see something that is different enough for me to take a picture of. And occasionally I will, I will do so. Uh, I usually am not taking pictures though because my walk is really for exercise and I'm sort of on a, on a schedule for work. So I want to, uh, uh, I try not to take too much time to stop and shoot. I just bring it with me because there's always a just in case, you know, something, something I see something I can always Put my Apple Watch on pause uh, for the mileage and steps and start shooting. I also always bring an extra battery with me. It's funny because I, I always bring my iPhone with me and I know I've got my camera with that, but I tend to throw one of my Fujis around my neck as well. Anyway, uh, that's about the extent of my daily photographic routine. Uh, and, and most times, I'm not coming back with any pictures. Uh, and if like, for instance, I see, uh, you know, I'm doing some series on some stuff um, like ch uh, chairs some abandoned chairs I find in my neighborhood I, I, uh, and some other things. I usually do that with my iPhone anyway. That's the look I'm getting. So I don't really need to bring my, my Fuji with me, uh, but I do, I, I bring it with me because uh, Again, I never know when I might need it. It might be something newsworthy that happens and I want to take a shot of it or, uh, you know, I can grab good video with it. Although I can do that with my iPhone, I know that. So uh, on the weekends, I come to Greenwood and walk around right now. A lot of people do that because it's one of the nicer areas where you can walk uh, without a mask because there's not any, you generally don't come across anybody and you can move out of their way. So it's a nice, Nice place to, to walk and breathe without the uh, mask in front of her face. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm if I'm out of breath, it's because I'm walking up hills and stuff like that. I hope you don't mind uh, riding along with me. So, yeah, what's been going on? I mean, I, I, I've said this probably in a previous episode as well, but I've been buying a lot of lenses. You know, I think... I think because I'm depressed, although not clinically, so, so I've been told. <laughs> but 
I've been uh, sort of getting on that little dopamine ride that you get when you buy something. Uh, and I've been spending my money uh, probably uh, not so wisely, but nevertheless, I've done it on, on lenses. And uh, I guess I, I can want to talk about that a little bit because that's photographic, right? Buying equipment. Uh, I'm not reviewing anything here, although I might state an opinion or two. I've been, you know, the part of the part of the issue is staying up late at night watching YouTube videos of people reviewing lenses, you know, uh, and then suddenly that becomes like watching the Home Shopping Network. You know, <laughs> uh, truly, it is. And suddenly I'm like sitting there in the middle of the night. I pick up my phone and look on Amazon. I'm like, oh, that lens is cheap. They just reviewed it. It sounds good. And it takes two seconds to buy it. So I buy it. So to go over the list of things I, I, I bought, just to, let's see where we go. I have, uh, I bought, um, bought a Fuji 16 millimeter F2. I bought the Fuji 35 millimeter F2. I bought a Fuji 100 to 400 millimeter lens. I might have talked about that already. I don't remember. Uh, I bought um, what is it? Oh, the uh, Lens Baby Burnside 28. They were having a pandemic sale. I bought that. Uh, and I bought two Viltrox lenses. One is a 23 millimeter. And I just recently, this week, got the Viltrox uh, 56 millimeter. So I got six lenses, at least, during this, uh, this whole debacle here. And yeah, there is that, like, the lens come, watch tracking the package, getting the lens, popping it open. First thing I do is take a picture of my cat, uh, of Opie or something like that. So, yeah, and then do I use them? Do I actually go around and use the lenses? Well, like I said, I'm not really walking around taking too many pictures, so it's, uh, it's really not, I don't know, I throw on one of the lenses and walk around in the neighborhood while I'm taking my walk, and oh, whether I use it or not, I don't know. I also replaced my X100T with an X100F. Uh, I got on eBay used in, in like pretty much brand new condition. And uh, I'm, I'm retiring my X100T because it's really in bad shape. Uh, it's, uh, there's, I think, dust inside, which I can't clean out in the, in the viewfinder and on the sensor. The buttons are starting to short out, so it's actually cheaper to buy something new. And I don't want to buy the new camera uh, again trying to be reasonable in my spending, which is, you know, it's kind of funny to say that. But finding a used one on eBay, you know, taking a chance a little bit. I found one. It actually took a month to get to me from Maryland. Uh, I was a little worried that the package was lost, and I guess the uh, Postal Service is having all these issues. Uh, we know about that. I'm not getting into that right now. But uh, literally, I could have probably walked there and back, picked it up from the person in less time than uh, it took. I was, I was nervous the package was lost 
it was just sort of dropped off. But I got it. It was in perfect condition. The, the person wrapped the box very well. No damage, nothing. Just got delayed. So I, I basically dressed that camera up the way I had my X100T. And uh, I've been shooting with that. It's one of the cameras I bring with me on my walk. You know, I alternate between that and my, my uh, X-T2 where I can interchange the lenses. And I'm not doing a lot of shooting with it, like I said. You know, the world is a little bit different. You know my street photography really kind of requires me to be getting close to people. And uh, you might have heard in the news, I'm in one of these neighborhoods in Brooklyn that they recently had to lock down because the infection rate has gone up. And I'm also realizing that uh, I can't really get too close to people to photograph them, A, if they're not wearing a mask, and B, I gotta be very careful because I can't catch COVID and bring it home where I'm taking care of somebody who his immune system is uh, under compromise. Plus, imagine what would happen if I can't take care of somebody. Anyway, a long way to say I'm not doing my regular street photography. Uh, occasionally, I will. Actually, yesterday, uh, the past couple of weeks, I had some freelance gigs at the place I used to work at, working cameras. And by the way, boy, what a, what a, how much fun it is to, to see people I haven't seen in a long time. Even if it is like working uh, with a minimal staff but I'm working on camera again and uh, I need the job so that's a good thing and I get to see some of the people I used to work with and that made me very happy and so on those occasions I'm walking to the subway with my camera because I got you know I'm gonna take I gotta take the subway and uh, yeah I might grab a couple of street shots of people either on my way to the subway or you know on the subway itself but it's again it's not not anything like it was before so you know i i guess my my way of solving part of this for me is is buying things and uh you know, i don't necessarily recommend it i know when when well i don't know when this thing is over because i don't know what over is for this thing that we're going through but i'll have a pretty good wide selection of lenses for for both still photography and video and I really don't know what, what it's going to look like on the other end of this. No, I don't think any of us do. But I'll talk about a couple of lenses. Right now, I'm out with... Oh, man, you know, I meant to come out here and just record my podcast. I ended up bringing a whole bag full of stuff to maybe do a video and, uh, and whatnot. You could probably hear I'm working, on a, I'm working on a different microphone and recorder rather than just my iPhone. So this ended up, instead of me just bringing out my iPhone, my camera, and a microphone, I got a backpack full of crap. Uh, but anyway, I, I came out with the, the Viltrox uh, and shooting in black and white. And I really dig, the thing I dig about the lens is it really lets me get a shallow depth of field that, um, because I have an APS-C sensor, to find the right kind of lens to do this, to give me the right kind of depth of field in the background. Um, hang on, let me just take a couple shots of this, this Jesus statue here. And throw the background out. You know, I'm not trying to justify it. You know, I basically saw people 
it just came out, right? This lens just is relatively new and it's not that expensive. And I really didn't spend too much time looking into, do I need this lens or whatnot? I, again, it was the late night shopping, press a button, order it. Came in right from China, I think. Yeah, but I'm digging it. Like, I like the look. It's, it's, it's that medium telephoto. Uh, it's that medium telephoto, you know, 85 equivalent on a full frame. Uh, so it's a medium portrait lens. I'm not shooting portraits, hello. I mean, maybe of, of Opie and my, my other cats. Uh, I'm not doing selfies. <laughs> you, know? you know, and I'm wandering around Greenwood here shooting, you know, uh, funerary statues and stuff with it right, right now, actually. It's my first time out with it, really. And, uh, but I, I dig it. I dig the way it lets me see. It's kind of, it's kind of the way I like to see in general, it's like telephoto um, with uh, knocking the background out. So it feels like a good lens. It feels solid. The autofocus feels good on it. Again, I'm not a big autofocus freak. You know, I'm doing things that aren't moving too fast. I, I don't, I wouldn't use this for street photography. It's not the street photography lens for me. Um, that's uh, 35 or below, mainly. Oh, oh gosh, no, don't step on these. Sorry, <laughs> I just realized I'm stepping on ginkgo berries. Those aren't good to get on their shoes because eventually they rot and they smell like vomit. So that's all that snapping. Just, it's a female ginkgo tree right here. Uh, wow, it's beautiful. Ginkgo trees are beautiful. The leaves are wonderful. The berries are not good. Uh, in New York City, when the berries drop, and of course, a thousand people walk over them, and then they get to get heated in the sun. That's not a pleasant smell. Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, give, you, to give you that, that uh, amount of detail. Anyway, where was I? Oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't do my regular photography with, with this kind of lens. So, you know, here I'm out here looking for stuff to shoot, seeing so if I can see something different with it. And uh, yeah, well, to be continued, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. The other lens I wanted to talk about, which was a pricey purchase with money I don't have, I'm not going to get into that now. Uh, but was a 100 to 400 millimeter lens. And uh, that's a very specialized uh, focal length zoom. And I, the last time I had a lens with that kind of reach was a long time ago I had bought from a friend. And I'm talking like in the 90s early 90s, I think, uh, a Nikkor 500 millimeter, I think it was an F4. The thing was enormous. Uh, it came with its own little like steamer trunk, you know, and anybody who knows Nikon stuff knows that these things are heavy. Uh, and once it threw the lens hood on this thing, it, it looked like a, it was just enormous. It was ginormous. I also had a two times teleconverter for it. So I could push it to a thousand millimeters. It was, yeah, it was a two times tele 500. Yeah. So I could push it to a thousand 
And one time, here we go, here are the stories. <laughs> here come the stories. I took it with me with my ex-wife. We went to we went for like a two-month trip to Europe. It's different different countries because she was studying something at different museums, and we had to go to France. We had to go to Belgium. We had to go to uh, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, Germany, and England. Right? I think we started in England and ended in England and we were visiting different museums and so of course I'm along for the ride. But I schlepped this 500 millimeter with me, with my Nikons, this is film time of course. And it, it pretty much just sat in a, it, it sat in this trunk for most of the trip. And the one time I really had a good time with it, also I brought this huge tripod with me. How did I carry all this stuff? I'm a, it's a good question. So I don't, I had this giant Bogan tripod. I don't know if I brought that or, but I did bring a, a heavy tripod. So yeah, younger, I can carry a lot more stuff. <laughs> and plus it was necessary, you know, I had to bring this tripod to use this, to use this bloody lens on. But the one time that it really kind of, sort of, it sh came to its best use was when uh, we were staying in Holland and my ex-wife's uncle lived near an air base. So this has got to be like 93. And 92 or 93, I can't remember the exact year. But it was the time when uh, President Clinton uh, was in office and uh, they were launching um, uh, airstrikes against, um, in the former Yugoslavia. I can't remember who they were sending the airstrikes against but a lot of the NATO bases were staging planes and launching uh, from there or just refueling or whatever. I, I, I can't remember. So one of these air bases was right near the place that we were staying at my ex-wife's uncle's house. And uh, what was really cool about this air base was that the, the main runway was perpendicular to a highway at the end of the runway. So there's this runway and there's a highway and there was a little off, like a rest area on this highway. And what they would do is when planes were taken off, they would close the highway off for cars. So the little barriers would come down, like little train barriers would come down. But uh, in this little rest area, there were people with cameras. And essentially the planes were coming at us, although we weren't directly under the air strip because again, that area was, was locked off, but we were at a slight angle to it but we're at the end of the runway and the planes would take off and they would come at us. And that was, that was incredible. I mean, for those of you who've been to air shows or seen this stuff, I mean, I'm not saying anything new, but for me, I had never done this before and I haven't done it since. And it was pretty exciting. So I had brought the 500 millimeter with the teleconverter out there and with the tripod and stuff like that. And, and I set this thing up. You should have seen everybody start coming at me. Like, you know, I put the baseball hat on backwards. I actually probably had a photo vest on because it was carrying a lot of film. And so I, I played the role of the photo guy with all the gear. 
right? And the people were coming over, they didn't, this lens was so big, it just dominated the whole situation. And, and so I kind of got off on that, you know, people come over and look at the equipment, you know, how, how could I not? It was just, but it was fun to let people look through the camera and see what they could see. But because the airfield, the air, uh, sorry, the, the runway was so long, I was able to zoom in at the far end and be able to follow the planes all the way down as they came towards me. And it was a, I can't remember what Nikon I had, but it was an autofocus Nikon. So I was able to capture all this stuff as they were coming at me. And the compression of the lens, the, just the, the, everything about it. I got some great shots and I'll, I'll, I've scanned a few of them and I'll put them in the show notes so you can see. But that's it. Those, I mean, those shots were really fun. There were stealth fighters too. Uh, I was able to photograph like the sides as they were, they would land and taxi around in front of me. And, you know, I could get the name of the pilot and stuff like that. A lot of good details. I was shooting with Velvia film, so it was a, a low, low ISO film. So there's not a lot of grain. So there's a lot of detail captured. It was great. So that lens I used for that. And then at home, I lived in, uh, in Park Slope uh, on, a, on a tall, high floor in Park Slope in Brooklyn. And I could see that I had a great view of the, of the World Trade Center and um, stuff pointed west. And so I would capture a lot of sunsets, you know, because this, I, I had a clear view of the horizon. And so sunsets were good and the World Trade Center. So that's like three or four things I was able to capture with that lens. And it was, again, it's a 500 millimeter. And, you know, when, with the teleconverter, it was a thousand. And it was very limited. You know, I certainly couldn't carry this around with me on the street. It wasn't, it wasn't a street lens. Uh, the thing was, it was so heavy. I ended up selling it somewhere along the line, which, you know, I kind of regret now, but uh, I needed the money then. And so, you know, these kind of things happen. And uh, I haven't had that focal length since. I mean, the closest I have is a 300 millimeter for my Nikon. That lens I've had for a long time. I think I also had that at the same time as the 500. And uh, an 80 to 200 for my Nikon, uh, which I still have. And then when I switched over to Fuji, the only telephoto lens I had was a zoom lens. It's the 55 to 200, which was not an expensive lens. And it gave me that little bit of a reach. And, you know, that it's the equivalent of a 300 on a full frame or film camera. And that was okay, you know, it's not, it's not the best lens, but I've actually done a lot of stuff with it. It's good, and it's not that heavy. So I'm circling back around to this 100 to 400. And lately, if you follow me anyplace else, like uh, on Facebook or something like that, you know I'll put up sunrises. Like now I, I live in a building in Brooklyn that faces east, and I see sunrises, and uh, you know, I would shoot them, actually, I would shoot them with the 55 to 200. And I would also uh, throw on my Nikon 300 with an adapter to shoot the sunrises as well. And that's for, actually, that was very successful that those shots came out good. The tricky thing about putting the 300 on my Fuji is that it's very finicky for focusing. The, the manual focus on that lens is very, very twitchy. And so to try to lock focus on it, I mean, a sunrise is easy because I'm just pointing at the sun, you know, and just stopping down and I can get a shot. But any kind of handheld stuff I was doing with it, it was just impossible. Especially if I come here to Greenwood and I want to shoot some of the birds 
they're moving so fast and I can't really autofocus, manual focus that fast, especially wearing glasses or using the LCD lens, you know, I mean the LCD screen, all these little issues. So this is all rationalizations, right? <laughs> I'm coming up with. So about a month and a half ago, two months ago, I decided to uh, throw down and get this 100 to 400. And I understand that I'm limited, limiting myself. Again, it's, it's kind of the same thing as the uh, Nikon 500. It's a big lens. You know, I sometimes come to Greenwood just with that lens on its own with no other bag and just my camera attached to it and, and uh, try to shoot some birds here. And, and that's it so far. I mean, but I've done some sunrises with it, like the, in the same way I've done sunsets with the 500. I've done sunrises. And, uh, you know, I've, those come out really nice. That's uh, the equivalent of a 600 millimeter lens, not quite the 1,000 millimeter I had with the teleconverter on the 500. But I like shooting the sunrises with it. I mean, it gives me great sunrises. Yeah. I mean, the butt part is like, okay, well, that's great. What are we going to do with uh, pictures of sunrises? I don't know. I enjoy photographing them. Um, and that's about the extent of it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not shooting any sports. I bring, them, I bring the lens here to photograph some birds. But, you know, I'm not at that level to photograph birds here, to, to understand where to look for them. I'm not a birder. So I come here with the lens and I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing as much as, as I would if I was sort of more studied in it. Although the last time I came here, I, I sort of stayed in one spot for a while and uh, spent some time observing and I could start to see birds that I didn't know I would see. So uh, there's that. But I don't know where that's going to get me photographing birds. I love doing it when I can. It's great to capture uh, these little guys doing stuff. In fact, I'm right now I'm looking at a bird who I've never seen before. It's a teeny tiny one. A yellow striped head. Teeny tiny, about like two and a half, three inches. Doesn't seem too concerned with me. Uh, mainly gray body with a little bit of yellow. A light breast. Someone's going to know, oh, that's this kind of bird. But I didn't bring my big lens with me. That was not the point of this trip. This point is just do the podcast and, and do some walking, get some exercise, which is what I'm doing. Do I want to uh, learn more about birds so I can come here and start seeing, start seeing things that I haven't seen before? Yeah. But... You know, it's, it's not going to pay the bills. And I know photography for me is not only about paying the bills, it's about being creative. Like, you know, I, I enjoy coming out here. I mean, I, I told you that I haven't had a lot of time to be creative, but coming out here and seeking different things to take pictures of at the, at the cemetery, things I haven't seen before, different, you know, I say different level, but like, I think it's different levels. You know, people who come here to anything, who spend time looking at one location for a while, starts to see the different levels of what's visible, you know? Like when you come to a new place and you're looking at it, and okay, you see the surface stuff, and I, I mean that sort of figuratively in a way. And then as you spend more time, you start seeing the, the multiple layers of a location, of a place, of a person, right? 
And as you spend more time exploring with your camera or however you're doing it, you really do go down the rabbit hole a bit. You know, in a sense, almost like the matrix, you begin to see the different sub-levels. And, uh, you know, I come here with that, with that hope. I, I see certain sub-levels of things here, like my, my tree project that I was shooting, I think is, uh, is uh, me seeing at a slightly deeper level than what I'm usually doing walking around here. Uh, I know there's some photographers who come, like I said, and who are photographing the birds and who are seeing birds that I don't even, didn't even know existed in this area because they spend time here. They know the, the, they know the levels. So that idea to uh, explore something over a long period of time and really get sink down into the different layers I think is important. And I'm not sure where I was going with this. I was talking about my lenses. <laughs> I got into this somehow. The buying of the lens was some way of, of any of these lenses, some way of allaying some kind of sadness or something that, I, that I'm dealing with now. I mean, I'm not even denying that. I know that it's, you know, buying stuff for some people is a way to make them happy. And uh, for me, like going through life these days, literally day by day, you know, I can't even think further. I really can't even think further than a week ahead of me. Uh, it's just, it's almost, it's almost impossible. I'm having a hard time envisioning the future. Sorry, I'm, I'm losing my thoughts and I'm also seeing two hawks go at each other in the sky. I don't know if they're playing or, or whatnot. Uh, I didn't bring the big lens with me and of course now I didn't. Oh, it's not a hawk. It's uh, this looks like a per, uh, kestrel. He's a little guy. Hold on, he's gonna fly right over me. I gotta look at him. Yeah, wow. I know that kind of bird. Oh, so maybe it was a hawk and the kestrel sort of going at it. Yeah, he's a little guy, but he's badass too. The big lens is sitting up on the shelf right now. I, I keep it next to me in the morning in case I wake up early enough and I see the sun rise. I can grab it, stick it on and uh, get some good sunrise shots. And I love, I love filling up the frame with the, the ball of the sun not necessarily very um, creative pictures, so they are creative. They're not saying much about me, right? Or the sun or anything else. It's really just a capture of this thing, documenting the, I'm documenting the sunrise. And uh, I don't know what it reflects and what I'm trying to say about the world. Uh, again, it's not what I'm gonna be known for in terms of like the kind of photography that is really what, I, what my passion is. I just love taking sunrises. So, you know, it gives me a little bit of pleasure when I do it. I bring the lens with me here. If I capture some something I haven't seen before, it gives me a little bit of pleasure. But uh, ultimately it was just that, like that little, that purchase that would let me be excited for a little bit of time. So, I don't know. It's the, you know, the, the, the 55 that I've got on my, 56 millimeter lens I got on with me now, 
I think I'll have more use for it. I mean, I actually can carry it around with me, stick it in my bag, and or take it on a walk with me. It's not that's not a big deal. That big Fuji lens, I don't know. I I gotta really be careful. Like that is a project. I do love telephoto compression. I've always loved it. I don't know since I was a kid and watching movies that were shooting into the sunset or anytime things that were compressed. There was a scene in a, if those of you remember or had ever seen the Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch, there's a scene at the end uh, where all the guys are, are they're about to go into a gunfight and they're walking down this uh, road, some Mexico, Mexican town to go have a standoff. And it was shot with a very long lens and, and you could see the compression and people are walking in front of the actors uh, and these four guys are coming towards the camera and it's a long lens. And I, you know, I saw that movie when I was a kid and that's another story why my mom would take me to see that movie as a kid, if you know the movie, if you know Peck and Paws films. But I guess I was influenced by that and when I think a, a while back when I had my Pentax K1000, was it a Pentax? It's one of my Pentax cameras. Uh, I bought a five, I think it was a 500 millimeter mirror lens. You know, one of those lenses that's like a telescope. You can't change the f-stop and uh, all the out of focus circles of confusion in the background are little donuts. But I bought it and I think I used it for a day or two. There was something wrong with it and I ended up returning it. It was to, but anyway, so you get the idea. I, I've loved that lens. I just I don't really, it doesn't, it doesn't fit what I do. It doesn't fit the thing I, that I like to do, but I still like it and I still wanted it. Anyway, this is a long rambling me talking about lenses and stuff. I don't even, I don't even know how long this is. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll end it now. Uh, what started off is uh, this idea of doing a short little recording to say, you know, here's October. Here's my show. Um, thanks, Christoph, for the donation. Got me off my butt. Uh, get to talk to you guys a little bit. I hope I brought something into your lives for the, the hour you've spent with me, listening to me talk. And uh, let's wrap up this. This dispatch is from Greenwood, and uh, I will see you. I will see you when I see you again. Uh, and I appreciate. Uh, any messages that you want to send. And I certainly appreciated the donation. That was very thoughtful and great. I'm very, very grateful for that. Perhaps in, until maybe I'll get another episode out at the end of the month. But until then, I will see you. So thus ends uh, Dispatches from Greenwood number eight. Thanks for hanging in with me. I hope you don't mind me talking about gear a little bit sometimes. I mean, I know I said that this show is generally not going to be about gear, but uh, sometimes, you know, I just want to talk about it, especially because, I, like I said, I've been binge buying all these lenses and whatnot. And uh, so I figured I would talk about this since it's part of what we uh, what we do. And the uh, beginning quote was uh, from Bill Brandt, you know, uh, talking about... Uh, Talking about lenses, you know, trying to find somebody who talks about this equipment. 
Anyway, I also, again, want to thank Kristoff uh, for his generous donation uh, to the show. Kristoff, I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're listening. And uh, thanks a lot. Hand over heart. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I don't, again, don't know when, uh, you know, like I said, my show schedule is up in the air just because of life and uh, things are still the same uh, that are going on in my life, my personal life. And so it's just a matter when I finally get the enthusiasm and decide I'm going to go out. You know, that the specials from Greenwood was kind of like a, it was kind of a, like I just decided to go out with my gear, you know, and my audio equipment and, and, and talk. And so, uh, you know, if the, if the, if it comes up again, but you know what, I got this new mic. And so I definitely want to test it out, uh, more rigorously. And so maybe it's incentive to, uh, produce the show a little bit more. So I know I'm coming to you in uh you know this is you're gonna get this in early november and whether or not i can get a couple a show out this month another show we'll see uh i will endeavor to do that as i as i uh find things to talk about so anyway uh thanks for joining me and uh yeah i will uh i will see you uh next time